Hey, good morning. It's Doug Godfrey here from Northeastern Pennsylvania on March 11th, uh, around uh, 10 minutes to 11. I just wanted to check in with you folks. Um, One of the great things about doing a podcast is that uh, if you wait late enough in the morning on any morning, there's some sort of news flash or some piece of news that uh, changes the day in, in any one of a ton of different sports. Uh, right now, if I had posted an hour ago, I wouldn't have known that uh, in the Players' Championship, one of the first really, really big golf tournaments of the year, Rory McIlroy is already six over through 10 holes. So for those who've hoped to see Rory playing on the weekend in a tournament that he has always been really, uh, really focused on, uh, he would have to really do some playing on the back nine today as well as uh, most likely shoot in the mid to the mid to high 60s at least tomorrow to even make the cut. Um, coming up uh, this afternoon, we have uh, what second round games in the Big East tournament, as well as a bunch of other tournament action. In, uh, with regards to the locals, you have Seton Hall playing St. John's in what is an excellent uh, second round matchup. Those two teams split their games during the season. Seton Hall is certainly capable of beating St. John's, although St. John's is a tough matchup for anybody. At 16 and 10 right now, they're able to score points in bunches. Seton Hall struggles a bit to score points, although they do play good defense, are very big, and also shoot their foul shots very well. I would see this game as a toss-up. I think I think St. John's has already punched their ticket in no matter what. I believe that Seton Hall has to make it to at least the final and play well in the final um, or uh, win the tournament outright, which I think is the more likely uh, route into the big dance for them. In the Big Ten, I think that Michigan is clearly the chalk there. They've had a really solid season. Juwan Howard is doing an excellent job. From the locals' perspective, by that I mean our New Jersey friends at Rutgers who have definitely uh, taken a step forward in their program this year. Rutgers is a team that's capable of beating just about anyone. They're also capable of throwing in a stinker and getting beat by 20 by, by the likes of Nebraska. So you don't ever know what which version of Rutgers you might get, but I see them handling a very weak, uh, t- well, to average to week uh, Indiana Hoosier version this year and advancing to the second round, uh, regardless of whether they win or lose with a 10-10 and regular season record in the Big Ten, which is viewed as possibly the strongest conference in the country. I see Rutgers getting into the big dance regardless of whether they win their first round or uh, get knocked out in the second round either. Um, with a, another one of uh, uh, my sports rants for the day is I uh, one of uh, commentary on one of my favorite players uh, in uh, Yankee history, uh, Brett Gardner. Keep in mind, I'm a Mets fan. Um, <laughs> but uh, for all of Brett Gardner's quote-unquote intangibles, Brett Gardner had two hits yesterday and actually made a mini headline in one of the sports news services that I look at. Brett Gardner might be the most average player in any major professional sport who's made $88 million. He makes Ryan Fitzpatrick look like a first ballot Hall of Famer, in my opinion. Um, 
Brett Gardner has hit 259 for his career, 129 home runs and 550 RBIs and a 743 OPS in approximately 13 seasons. As a Yankee fan favorite, Brett is a, a probably an above average outfielder with a fairly weak throwing arm. He's not a great stealer, a base stealer for all of his speed. Um, I think he gets a lot of mileage out of his uh, running out ground, uh, weak ground balls to second base, which uh, the older baseball fan clearly loves. But um, I'm figuring that Brett Gardner, uh, if, if it's the intangibles that he uh, has that makes him so attractive, and by the way, I know this will alienate half of you podcast listeners, um, he must be an excellent assistant uh, and a helper in the locker room as an assistant locker room attendant, as well as a premier shagger of batting practice fly balls. Uh, that's it for today. I wish I could post as things went on. Tomorrow you will hear, hopefully, my rants on the Big East tournament and uh, hopefully some other sports updates. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you all have a great day. Good morning, folks. It's Doug Godfrey here from Northeastern Pennsylvania with another episode of Married with Grandchildren. Uh, For those of you who could possibly limp or crawl to your phones this morning, I thought I'd give you a recap of the NCAA tournament after being bludgeoned in the first three days. Um, I've been involved in pools, I would say, for probably almost 20 years. Um, I had the lowest first two-day total in the history of picking in pools. It's almost impossible without point spreads to pick as poorly as I did. Um, So for those of you who followed my suggestions, I'm sorry for that. Um, I meant well, but apparently... Ohio State, Purdue, Tennessee, um, who are some of these other culprits that I'm looking at here as I go through my list of uh, sure things. Um, Good morning, folks. Doug Godfrey here from Northeastern Pennsylvania with another episode of Married with Grandchildren. Um, I hope if you can possibly get to your phone this morning by limping or crawling to your phones after possibly being bludgeoned in your NCAA pools over the weekend, especially if you followed any and all of my selections. Um, God bless you, because in the 20-plus years of uh, being involved in March Madness pools, I had the worst two-day total in the history of picking games. And it all started off with Ohio State, dead. Purdue, dead. Tennessee, dead. Niedermeyer, dead. I don't know what to say. Those teams were so much better all year than the teams they played. So in day day one, I was already in trouble. Rutgers was a solid pick. I actually thought they were better than Clemson and... If you saw the game last night against Houston, they were probably clearly better than Clemson. Um, And, um, I mean, some of the other happenings um, uh, with Virginia losing, 
Um, who else were some of the culprits that, that buried me? Illinois going out early, that didn't help. Um, remarkably, in one of the pools, I'm still 19th out of 184 entries. I'm tied with about 20 other guys at 19th with a ridiculously low number of right picks in the first three days. So it's been, um, I guess this is what people love about the tournament. Um, I think it's it's baffling how some of these teams play in these power conferences and then lose in a one-and-out, even to the likes of an Oral Roberts or North Texas State, um, the likes of those teams. So it's it's hard to figure. Um, but I'll get back on the horse today. I do like the fact that while doing nothing yet again, um, <laughs> I'll be able to watch uh, games on Monday. Uh, that's a rarity. So I think that's uh, that ought to be some fun. That'll fill up the day. Um, in the old days, we might be belted in and having a couple of Frosties by noon, but um, in these days, probably not. Uh, but... Uh, regardless, we go into day four, um, looking to get to the Sweet 16, and um, I hope some of you do a little bit better today than I did in the first three days. Um, on to uh, specifically regarding the Rutgers game. Rutgers is about one player short from being a really good team. Um, they really mismanaged the last uh, three minutes of that game. At one point, I believe with under four minutes to go or right around there, they were up nine. Uh, they were outscored 14-2 to two the rest of the way. And their last four possessions, even though the announcers highlighted it ad nauseum, were pretty abysmal. They, <clears throat> they tried to run their offense from 12 seconds out um, on each shot clock and got one, one shot and out on each of them. And... Uh, and turned it over completely on on one of them. Uh, still, even with that, uh, Ron Harper had a shot um, at the buzzer, essentially, from three that wasn't a horrific look as he was able to elevate over the defender and get a shot off. So I guess at the end of the day, Houston was probably a better team than Rutgers, uh, but that was clearly a game that Rutgers could have had, and probably a year later... Coach Pykel um, might do a better job of running, uh, getting the team to run some better sets offensively uh, down the stretch there. Uh, but the but the um, the future is bright for Rutgers. He's turned a corner. He can coach. He can recruit. Uh, now some of these guys that uh, that leave New Jersey, maybe they'll stay home. You only need two good players from New Jersey a year to stay in for that team to still be a factor in the. Uh, in the Big Ten, <clears throat> um, excuse me. With regards to the rest of the tournament, I still have Gonzaga as much the best. I mean, they played a non-existent uh, Norfolk State, who they beat by forty points easily. Um, I do think um, Baylor now looks like they're good enough to get to the Final Four. Uh, Michigan is still in play, and. As your fourth, I don't know who it looks like. Um, it's very difficult to pick out of the for me out of the final bracket uh, to to get to a fourth. But I think three of my four final fours are still alive. 
somehow Oregon State won again last night. I mean, that was a team that couldn't that was bad in a in a soft Pac-12. So, who knows? A uh, lot of action, a lot of excitement, a lot of close games. Um, I hope you're all enjoying it. And um, I guess on the other sports front, all we have is really uh, a relatively boring uh, Honda Classic. I know at one point uh, yesterday, my dear wife Mary looked at the leaderboard in golf and says, I don't know any of those people. (laughs) And I guess if you don't follow golf religiously, you probably don't know that many of the people. It was nice to see Zach Johnson have a pretty good tournament. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, but other than that, not a lot of big names after everybody played in the players championship, uh, last week, I'll, uh, have a master's preview coming up, um, in a couple of weeks. I hope you stay tuned for that. And, um, oh, I, I forgot Oklahoma state lost last night, a team that I had winning, uh, two or three games in the tournament, another culprit. So, as we roll along, um, nice to see that LeBron James has made the big time. He actually had a three-minute spot for a sprained ankle on Fox News last night. That's the first time I've ever seen something like that on there before. They must have had, uh, must have been the only video clip that they had available. Um, LeBron does like to take his game more than to the hard court these days. He has a lot to say about politics and uh, life globally, not just in America, or how about we just stick to the NBA, LeBron. Um, but I hope you all have a great day. Get some, uh, get your stuff done in the morning and watch some of the games. They go from noon till almost midnight. Enjoy the day. Talk to you all later.